All right. Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kedushin Daf Ayin Aleph, and we're starting seven lines down or so on Ayin Aleph Amid Aleph at the two dots with the words Gufa. Today we're going to be discussing the differences in the quality of Yichus between uh, the world at large as it relates to then uh, Eretz Yisrael and that compared to Bavel. And the Gemara is picking up on a line that we learned yesterday. Gufa. The Gemara says, Amar of Yehuda, Amar Shmuel, Kol Ratzos Isa. All of the lands of the world are considered to be like dough, which has a lot of different things inside of it. They're, they're much worse off than Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is more pure than the typical chutzlarts. But the Eretz Yisrael is Isa Lebavel. But Eretz Yisrael is considered to be dough with all of its impurities uh, by comparison to Bavel. So namely, it works like this. Bavel has the highest level of quality of, of Yuchsin, of family trees, family lineages. Second to that is Eretz Yisrael. And after that is all of the other lands of the world. I think at this point, we're all on the same page which is that we're by and large disasters. As it relates to our Yichus, we have no idea where, where we come from. Uh, we have some approximate clues. We have no idea about Mamzerus, about people born out of wedlock. We have no idea. Halalim, who's, who's a Kohen, who's a Levi. We, we're missing a lot of information. And we'll see some halachic aspects of this um, on the Ahmed base. <clears throat> In the times of Rebbe, they wanted to say that really Bavel was second to Eretz Yisrael. Really, Eretz Yisrael had the purest form of Yichus, and maybe Bavel should be second, which is the opposite of what we learned yesterday in the name of Rabbi Huda Marshmuel. Yeah, so remember, Rabbi Huda Marshmuel was later than Rebbe. So before they had made a psak on this, they wanted to say that perhaps that Bavel was second and Eretz Yisrael was really the best. Amr Lehen Rebbe, who lived in Eretz Yisrael, said, you are putting thorns in my eyes. Now, there is a history here that we need to know, which is that um, <clears throat> Rebbe was a descendant of people who lived in Bavel. So he wanted it to be that Bavel was, was, was Aleph Aleph. He didn't want it to be that Eretz Yisrael was Aleph Aleph, even though he lived there, because he was from, he was a derivative of Bavel. Uh, if you want to learn about this, go talk to him about it. He'll set you guys straight. So first of the, the long line, what did he say? The worst of them is the Aratos of the world, and they are all considered very bad relative to Eretz Yisrael. Eretz Yisrael is considered second. They're considered Yisrael above Similarly, they too wanted to make <laughs> Bavel <coughs> second in Eretz Yisrael. First, Amar Lehem Lavad, he said to his Avadim, this is a great story, I'm going to tell you two things, but right after I say the second thing, put me in my wheelchair and get me the heck out of here. I'm going to tell you something that's important for you to know, but I don't want to explain. He didn't tell them what it was yet, and then he just started giving shear. <clears throat> when he got there, he told him two things. The first thing he said is, that there's no, that's not good. We would consider that animal to be a trefa. So the Gemara says, it seems to be there's an assumption that that you don't have to shecht a bird. Now, he asked them a question. He, he threw them a curveball. So they're all sitting, they're pulling Svarim off the shelves. They're trying to figure out what in the world did he mean that you don't need shechita on um you don't need shita on birds. And then while they were looking, he also said then he said, Amar Luhu, and by the way, by the way, all of the lands of the world are considered like dough to Eretz Yisrael, meaning there's a lot of impurities in the regular lands of the world. The Eretz Yisrael Isa Lebavel. 
and Eretz Yisrael is considered second. It's considered to be a poor mixture of people as well compared to Babel. And on the spot, the second he finished his sentence, he peeled out in a wheelchair, but he was rolled out, I should say. They put him on a bed. And could you imagine the scene? I'm just trying to picture this uh, old, uh, infirm man who uses a cane and who gets rolled around the community in a bed. It's basically a, a big lazy boy. And the second he finished his sentence to say that Bavel's better than Eretz Yisrael, he booked. The original the original. He literally, he's like, I'll just see you guys later. And he just totally, completely walked away, which is very powerful because obviously there was a concern. What was the concern? He didn't want to have to say what he knew. He didn't want to throw people under the bus and say, I know you're from a family of Mamzerim. Your mother was his own. Uh, your mother was violated. He didn't want to touch any of that. So he ran away. So Ratu they tried to catch up after him. What kind of wheels did they have on this thing? He was, they, they couldn't even catch him. So then Then they all sat down. They're like, well, maybe we should talk about some of the families in our community. Maybe we should do, uh, you know, 23 and me. Let's see a little bit about, uh, you know, the Mori Povich show. Let's see who's who. But they got to the point of Sakana because they realized. Right. So they got to the point of Sakana and Pirshu. So Lemaisa, we actually know that there were problems. And I'll even say now I'm sure that there are problems. And we actually are not makbid to dig in regards to certain. Uh, we have to see what our parameters are for when we dig and when we don't, what our halachic assumptions are. We'll see a little bit of that toward the bottom of the page. Amar of Yochanan, Hechla. How could you say such a thing? Hechala is a language of Shvua. That's what Rashi says. Rashi is a little bit lower than where we are. We know what the traditions are. We know that even some of the greats are from families that are not Kishmak. They are from histories that are, um, I don't know what the right word is. They don't have a good lineage. There could be Mamzerus, there could be an Anasin, uh, there could be an Asu, there could be a lot of different things going on. And uh, this is Rav Yochanan talking, saying the great, he was one of the greats, saying that the greats, we're talking about the Tanaim, because he was a very early Amora. He lived at the same time that Rav did. So he knew Rebbe, and he knew a lot of the other late Tanaim. And he said that some of the greats, which in his book were the Tanaim, had family trees that were that were not kosher, they were not good. Was so for, non-Jewish fathers, or is that not a, a shash with this? It, it seems from the Gemara that that's not what we're talking about. It just seems more like on the, within the frame of, of like Kohanim, Levi, and Mamzerim. Like the, that's like the frame of our Gemara in general, which is Asara, that there were 10, Asara Yuchsen, Alumi Babel, Kohane, Levi, and all of the others. That's what it seems like from the Gemara. If you know that someone's a guy, that's a problem. You have to look into that. But I, I, I think... Uh, my sense is, uh, your, your question is good, but my sense is that we're talking about the the 10 different kinds of yuchsin. And Savarlaki Rabbi Yitzchak, Rabbi Yitzchak was the one who says you don't need to do the research. Why? Because the Amar Rabbi Yitzchak, Mishpacha Shnitma Nitma, a family that uh, does have a problem with their yichus. Okay, so they have a problem with their yichus. You can't uh, you can't ruin every family in Kuala Yisrael. Very interesting halachic discussion, because let's say there was Mamzerus. That's Pashat Nisr Doresa. You're not allowed to marry anybody you want. Uh, I don't know, let's say that uh, a woman was violated and there was a child. Now he's the Kohen Gadol. So we overlook, we overlook in halacha what is likely the case that, uh, uh, let's just say, a meaningful percentage of people have bad yichus and they're doing things that are outside of the parameters of halacha.
But that was the dinner of Yitzchak. We have a brisa like this. There was a family called Beisatrifa. They were pushed out by the by the Ben Sion family. And there was another family that was made close. Meaning, we there are people that have different yuchs, and they were. Okay, then the Gemara says, These are things only Eliyahu and Navi will be able to answer for us. We will not know the answers. When is it that we, we make a stink? That's when we know. That's when we know. But when we don't know, then we have to let things roll. In other words, the threshold in Halacha is not close your eyes and don't look. I know he's a mamzer. That's not what we do. What we do is we say, if we know, make a stink about it. And it's an uncomfortable conversation, but you have to say, I'm, I'm really sorry, but uh, you can't marry into Klaalisra, hard conversations. But if we don't know, if we have no reason to assume that there is a, a problem, then even though it's possible that nitma, then nitma, what are we supposed to do? Can't flip over every, every family in Klaalisra. Bad public policy. But again, halachically, it really is a fascinating discussion. We, we, uh, this would be a fascinating discussion in the Rishonim as to figure out why halacha allows for this. If we know that there's a percentage of people that have bad yuchs, then why do we allow? Tana, we're halfway down on Ayin Aleph Amunaf. The Gemara says, So there was something that they knew. There was another family that Chacham didn't want to say who it was. However, once every Shemitah, um, fathers have to sit down and say, you cannot marry into family X, Y, or Z, because I know that they are mamzerim. Once every seven years. That is our measure. Some say it's twice every seven years. There's only one other thing that I think we have twice every seven years, which is checking our mezuzahs. I don't think we have any other measures like that. So some people held that we needed to reveal the mamzer families every uh, every. Some people are mocked, but to do it every Shabbos at the Shabbos table. Right? We have some, some people are very firm about it. They're very stark. But to do it properly is to do it once every seven years. Have a meaning that maybe we'll do it every, every twice every seven years. That's not correct. It's better to say that it's once every seven years. Why? If a person says, I'm going to be a Nazir if I don't tell you who the families are, not too bad. You should not be saying who the families are and the person should become a Nazir Taka. So we see over here that the Gemara is very strict even by Nazirus as it relates to revealing information about families of Ramzerim once every seven years. Now what the Gemara doesn't say is what if you know and your son is about to get engaged to a girl? I can't, but if you know, you know. It's not like... There, you have to intervene. You can't you have to intervene? But it's a question of like, just you should like passing on the, the tradition, passing on the Masorah to your children. This is not public information. I'm saying this to Ellis, people who live on this street are Mamzer. I'm a Rabbi Barbarchan, I'm a Shame Ben Arba Osios, the, the four lettered name of Hashem, the Yudke Vavke, Chacham and Bosan, and Salatamni Dehen, Pamachas Bishavu. They would give the deeper meanings of the Yudke Vavke name to their students once a Shemitah. Some say that it was actually once, it was twice every seven years. It's written and the word le'olam means forever, but without a vav, le'olam means that it should be hidden, should be concealed, and therefore we should try and do it less often. So they would then share the yud vav meanings once every seven years. In fact, Rubber Savar in the Midrash Shabapirka, Rubber one day put up uh, put up one of those flyers in, in uh, where he lived in Bavel. He wanted to give a shear on what Yudke Bavke stood for. He knew. 
but not everybody knew. And one of the senior elders of the of the community, Omar Le'ahu Saba, Le'aleim Ksiv, back, back down a little bit. This word should be Le'aleim. This topic, Yud Kei should be a hidden topic. Ravavina Rami, we have two psukim that are so of one another. Zeh Shemi, this, this name is Shemi. And the other person said, this is a reference to me. So which one is it? And this is a very, very, very interesting Gemara. Super halach halamaisa. This is why we don't read Yod Kei Vav Kei the way that it is spelled. Says the Gemara, based on the contrast of Zeshimi and Zezichri, I am not called the way that I am written. Rather, I am written with Yod Hei and then Vav Hei. The Nikra, but people refer to me Be'alef Dalas, and I'm referred to by the Adnos name. So, in Diktuk, this breaks all the rules of Diktuk. Uh, why are you allowed to do that? If the word uh, is Shalom and you read it with completely different letters, why does that count? So the Gemara says that the, rate, the way that we pronounce Yud Kevav Ke, that's how it's Nikhtav. But the way that it's Nikra is not Nikra that way. It's a Creek Sieve. Yeah. It's like a Creek Sieve, exactly. So the Gemara deals with every Yud Kevav Ke name. Uh, every Yud Kevav Ke name is, is spelled in a certain way. That's why Jay's witnesses, those are not even, that's not even a word that we would say, even though that's not exactly what the pronunciation would be, but it's very close. So we have to be, we, we're not allowed to say that. That's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name is Nikhtav. But that should never Exit our lips. Shame Ben also has a name of 12 letters. That was taught in yeshivas. It was taught to everybody. When those who were preaching, uh, again, hard to define the word. Rashi says, uh, the last short line of Rashi, they weren't parots, they were they were manipulating things with the shame Hashem. Another level. So it says the Gemara, and because Misharabura priests and people weren't treating the name properly, they were they were manipulating. Most are so only only for the elite among the kahuna, only the top shelf guys could learn the 12 lettered name. And the Tznuim who knew this 12 lettered name, they would say it during the shame of Hashem during Birchas Kohanim. Hashem. So everybody would say Ado, and then these Kohanim who knew would whisper the twelve-letter name. And the Gemara says a fascinating little insight. Tanya, where uh, 15, 12 lines from the bottom. Says the Gemara, a Rabbi Tarfon uh, snuck up next to the Duchan and he under and he heard his mother's brother Duchaning. That means that Rabbi Tarfon. Well, his mother was a Kohen, a Bas Kohen, <clears throat> and says the Gemara that he he heard his uncle Duchering, Ozni Gadol, and I leaned in and I heard I heard the Kohen singing Vishamati, and I heard him Shehivlia Shame Imas Echav Hakohanim. He said the twelve letter name and allowed it to be swallowed amongst the other wording of the Adnus that everybody else was saying. So he did use the name, but he did it properly. That's how the name should have been done. I don't know that we know. I'm sure somebody knows. I don't know what the twelve letter name is. I have no idea. Amar Rabbi Huda, Amar Rab, Shem Ben Arboim Vishdaim Osios. Kodesh Baruch Hu also has a name of forty two letters. Don't know what this one is either. Obviously, Ain Moshe Nosela Lemisha Sanua. Listen to this list. Someone who's modest, the Anav. Someone who's humble, the Omei Bechatzi Yamav. He has to be at least half of his life old. Machlokes. Is this thirty five? Is this forty? The Ain Okoes. 
doesn't matter. We're all older than this anyway. So just there's nobody under that age. So the Gemara says, and someone who never gets anger, uh, angry, someone who never gets drunk, he's not mocked, he doesn't hold grudges. And anyone who knows how to be careful with his 40s who let her name and they keep it with purity, he's loved above, he's endeared below. Everyone will fear him. I think I'll pass. I, th I don't know if holding the 42-letter name is a simple task. I would love all the benefits, but it sounds like a lot of responsibility. I don't know exactly how this works. I think it's way, 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 way above everybody. I wonder if it even exists today that people know it. I, wonder. I don't even know what that means. I mean, I heard you, but I don't, I don't know what, I don't, is it what the acronym things? Yeah. Oh. Maybe some of us in the room are holding a little more than others. No, I'm not. He knows? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so that's the 42 letter name. Now we're going to get back to our Sigya. Amar Shmuel Mishmed the Saba. Bavel, Bechezkas, Kshera, Omedes. The standing assumption about Bavel is that everyone's Yichus there is kosher, Ad Sheyodel, Chabamah, Nefsala. Until you know some information that ruins the Chazaka. So the Chazaka is positive. Sha'ara, Ratzos, Bechezkas, Pasal, Hainom, Dos. Everywhere else on planet Earth, outside of Bavel and Eretz Yisrael, we assume Pasal, Ad Sheyodel, Chabamah, Nefsala. So that means if you marry a girl from Chicago, you need to check into their Yichus. It's not Stam. You have to make sure that, they're, that they have a good Yichus. Eretz Yisrael, it depends. Muchzak lifsol puzzle. If it's muchzak lifsol, if there's an understanding that there's a psal, then puzzle. Muchzak lekasher kasher. But the Gemara does not like this distinction about Eretz Yisrael because the implications of each half of these lines are astira. Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom on Ayn Aleph, Amad Aleph, Agufa Kasha, Amras Muchzak Bepasal Pasal, therefore Hastama Kasha. That implies that without having a Chazaka for being Pasal, that's that just Stam, with no Chazaka, you'd be okay. And Vahadar Tani Muchzak Bekasher Kasher, and there we would have the assumption of Hastama Pasal. So therefore, the implications of each side of Eretz Yisrael are opposed to one another. So the Gemara says, not really. Amar Ravuna Bar Tachlifa Mishmei Kasha, as we turn to the top. We'll be getting to the top of Ayin Bezim at Aleph. The Gemara says, when are we more makbid on the case of Stam? That's Khan Lahasio Isha to get married. Rashi says, Stama Baibdika. But Khan Lahoti Isha Miyada, when we're talking about divorce, Rashi says, Shanosakvar Mistama Lomafkina. Once they're already married, then we don't assume guilt. So the, the question of whether or not we assume Stam, that someone is going to be considered. Um, that someone's going to be considered uh, uh, or not depends on whether they're married or not. If they're not married yet, then we assume that they're not. Uh, and then we need a badika. We need to make sure that their yuchus is good. And if they're already married, we're not mafkia. We don't, we don't divorce them. Anybody who speaks the language of Bavel, lo isha. We can that person. We can marry that person. We assume that they are have a good yichus. Nowadays, the people know multiple languages. It's not hard to learn languages nowadays. You can learn them pretty quickly. So then, Chayshinan. Zeiri havakam ishtamid mined Rav Yochanan. Zeiri was always running away from Rav Yochanan to have a Amar lei nasib berasi because Rav Yochanan kept on saying to Zeiri, "I want you to marry my daughter." And why was Zeiri hesitant to marry his daughter? 
because Rabbi Yochanan lived in Eretz Yisrael. And Eretz Yisrael was Isa Lubavel. It was considered like a mixture. And the standing assumption wasn't positive. So Zairi avoided Rav Yochanan. I just can't imagine the scenario. It's just, uh, I'm, not, I'm not seeing it. So Yomachad, the story continues. One day, Zairi and Rav Yochanan were walking together. And they came over some uh, collection of water. So Zairi knew who he was talking to. Rav Yochanan was a massive Tamil Chacham, Gadol Hador. So he picked up Rav Yochanan on his shoulders. And by the way, from other places in Shash, Rav Yochanan was considered a Balbasa. So the Gemara says he was, uh, was a, he was a bigger person. The Gemara says, And what Zairi picked him up, put him on his shoulders and carried him. So Zairi's feet got wet. Rav Yochanan's feet didn't get wet. And then Rav Yochanan went for the jugular. Amar lei. Ah, you think I'm such a Talmud Chacham. You love my Torah. You're willing to pick me up on your shoulders so that I don't get my feet wet, but you think my daughter's a Shekhtamedo. Come on, ridiculous. My Daitech, what is it that you're worried about? You want to, what, you're going to pull the whole mission of Asar Yuchsen? No way. Asar Yuchsen, Alami Babel, Kane Leviyeh. You think that's why Atu Kane Leviyeh, Yisrael, Kulus You think that not all, all of them came up? Some of them for sure stayed. And Kihechi, the Ishtar Mehani, Ishtar Nami Mehani. And just like there's people there who are Kshayim, there's also people there who are puzzled. Babel's not perfect either. Don't hold the Babel card. There's a bunch of Psalm in Babel also. You have a slight difference between Babel and Arch Yisrael. Ridiculous, you're not marrying my daughter. So the Gemara says that Ishtimitse, it seems to be that Rabbi Yochanan did not know how to Amar Rabbi Elazar. What Rabbi Elazar say? Lo Allah Ezra mi Bavel, Allah. Apparently, at this point in Jewish history, which is the mid 200s, Rabbi Yochanan did not know about this brisa, about Rabbi Eliezer, that Ezra sifted all of the people before they came up which means that uh, everybody who came up, we knew who they were. Everybody who stayed, we knew who they were. And Taka, Bavel, was better than Eretz Yisrael. Ula, Ikla, la Pumpadisa, la Be'er of Yehuda. Ula went to Pumpadisa to visit with Rabbi Yehuda. Chazi, la Rabbi Yitzchak, bereid Rabbi Yehuda, the God of Lanasi. He saw Rabbi Yitzchak, who was the son of Rabbi Yehuda. This is the famed Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, who was the Talmud of Rav and Shmuel, that his older son, Yitzchak, was not married. He's probably 10. You know, he's probably very young, but whatever, they married him young. So it says, Why is it that you haven't married off your son, Yehuda? You have a great son, Yitzchak. I'm sure he's a Tamil Chacham. Why isn't he married? Who am I supposed to marry him to? He said, Do you think we know where you and I are from? After all, maybe it's from the Pasuk that says, that women were violated. We have no idea where we came from. Maybe we came from women who are violated. And even if you want to argue that an Oved Kochavim was Me'ana, he violated a Jewish woman, Oved Kochavim, the Eved Habal, Bas Yisrael Avlad Kosher, maybe you'll say we don't hold like the sheet that's hold that that kid's a mom's there. Perhaps that child is a Kosher. So what? Maybe there's another Pasuk that says, So how do we understand this Pasuk? The people who are sleeping on their beds and Sruchim, their disgusting beds. These are people who are unclothed and they urinate next to their beds. Rabbi said, what are you talking about? Those are the people who are going to be the ones. If this is true, these people who urinate by their beds are the ones who are going to be the ones who are the worst for the galus. First of the long lines, halfway down. They're going to be the first ones to go into exile. That's ridiculous. So the Gemara says it's actually quite a lot worse than that. And the Pasuk is a homily. 
and not a good one. Two thirds of the way down, second of the wide lines. You have couples that eat meals with one another, and they uh, put their beds next to one another, and they switch uh, spouses with one another. And each of their beds have zera in them that don't belong to them. So there was a lot of inappropriateness that was happening. That's what he was saying, that perhaps, what, remember the whole argument, he was saying that, um, why didn't you marry off your son, Rabbi Huda? Why didn't you marry off Rabbi Yitzhak? So he said, I don't know who I'm supposed to marry my kid. We said, oh, you think you're so great? Uh, we, we don't know what happened three generations ago. Maybe there was a lot of inappropriateness. We have no idea what happened a few generations. We're totally blind. We have no clue. <clears throat> so Rabbi Huda says, hey, Nabi, what do you want me to do? Amar zil basar Oh, now the Gemara jumps to another tier. Follow the silence. Don't follow the Benjamins. Follow the silence. The more quiet a person is, when two families are fighting, find out who's the one who can get quiet first. That guy has a good yichus. This guy who knows how to shut his mouth at the right time, he has better yichus. This is like nurture, like, like psycho. This sounds super psychological. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure there's much more going on than meets the eye, but <clears throat> this sounds very psychological. That a person who has like the good midos, they must have come from good stock. Wow, Rav said that when people were silent in Bavel, that was a simon of their yichus. No problem. And he asks the Gemara, is that true? Va'ikla Rav. He went to this particular place. My law wasn't it? Wasn't it that he was badak He wasn't looking at the silence, but he was looking at their No, no. All he was looking at was their silence. And We're looking at silence as our pure litmus test in Babel. If you know how to shut your mouth at the right time, that's a sign that you have good yichus. If you don't, then you're on the wrong side of history. I see two people that have a challenge with one another. One of them has something bad going on. And, um, and they uh, are not gifted with being able to cling to the other person. It's probably not a good thing to bring up in an argument. Like, yo, you can't calm down? What's with your yichus? But that's what the Gemara says, pretty much black on white, that if you can't calm down, if you can't be shosek at the right time, that's a bad sign. Amar Rabbi Shubin Levi, three-fourths of the way down, heading to the top of the next Amut. Two families are fighting. It must be that one of them has a shemet, something's wrong with their yichus, and this is why they're fighting. Good people know how to be quiet. I should say that's the wrong terminology. Families with good yichus know how to be quiet. Everyone in Bavel is healthy. Namely, we're using our health as a muscle for the next many phrases. Bavel is healthy, meaning the yuchus is good. Mishon Misa, yikes, that's not good. The city of Mishon was a disaster. Everyone was mamzerim. Madai Cholet was sick. And Elam was a goseses. So that's not good. These are not good terminologies. So says the Gemara, Ma ben and the Gosisim. Why do we have two? Why, what's the difference between Madai and, and uh, Elam? One's a Chola, one's a Gosis. Says the Gemara, Ro Cholam Nechayim. Most people who are sick recover. Not everybody dies. But Rov Gosis and the Misa. Okay. So therefore, the Gemara says that these places, they, they kind of knew what was going on. They kind of have a clue. 
Halachically, when we look back, we typically look at, a, at like two generations of history to establish Jewish status. Um, you know, as long as there's no greater reason to look into things, we can pretty much assume uh, that all is well and good. I told you this story years ago, was it two years ago, that an Israeli guy married a, a Spanish woman who said that she was uh, a Murano. No, that doesn't work. There, you need to go all the way back and find out her, her lineage on the maternal line. That, that's not an argument anymore. It's been 500 years. It takes one generation to ruin that. That's a lot of generations. What? That's 20 generations. That's a long time. So statistically speaking, she's a goy. Halachically speaking, she's a goy. And it doesn't really pan out. She should just do a gay resmi suffix if she wants to convert, because that's a lot easier than going to find out if she's actually Jewish. So does the gay do if she was a you sure. can't be a mom's ear before you're married. That's the beauty of being a That's depravity, but it's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So at that point, we don't care. They're going. If she was a mom's ear, right? She can't, you can't be a mom's ear if you're not a Jew. Uh -huh. So it doesn't matter. She could sleep with her brother. I'm just saying, like, I'm giving an extreme example. Sorry. Yeah. That's yeah, what the Gemara says. Apparently, a little wallflower. We live in the most uh, promiscuous culture on planet Earth. It's uh, the Western wow. culture. It's pretty bad here. It's Europe's pretty bad either. Like things were not good. Not in Mishan, at least. In Mishan, that was uh, Misa. That was very bad. Everyone was Mamzerim. It's not good. It's a complex world. We have uh, similar issues now as we did then. I mean, that's it's, uh, most of us can assume that this is all brand new. It's nothing's new. No. Nothing's new. Have you heard of Rome? Nothing's new. Okay. Says the Gemara, we need to define what Bavel is. We've been saying that Bavel is the place, which is the place for wonderful yichus. We need some boundaries. And the Gemara is now going to discuss the boundaries. If you would like a good painting of this, you can look at the back at the Maharsha. Marsha draws the locations that we are about to say. It's actually kind of easy to flip back and forth. So if you want to hold on to that, you can. Ad heichan hi bavel. What are the parameters of bavel? Ravam or ad nahar ezek. And this is a particular river. Shmolam or ad nahar yoni. Leel bediglas ad heicha. In the direction of the diglas, what are the borders? Ravam or bagda ve'avna. Vishmol amar mushchani. Did I skip a line? Yeah, vishmol. No, vishmol amar ad mushchani. Up to Mushkani, but not including Mushkani. You're right. So Shmuel holds that the border is Mushkani, including Mushkani. What about Latachtis, Bediglas, and the lower part of the Euphrates River? The lower Apamya. There were two cities named Tata. Tarte Apamya Havyan. There were two cities with very, very similar names, Apamya. Chada Elisa v'chada Tatiasa. One was higher up than the other. Chada Ksheira v'chada Psula. One of them had good yichus and one of them was, was a total disaster. Uben chada v'chada Parsa. There's only a few miles between them. A Parsa, I believe, is four mil. And <laughs> four mil is about four miles. <coughs> and v'kakapti hadade. The place that was from and had good yichus, they were very makbed not to... Um, not to have a lot to do with the other place. They wouldn't even borrow, mostly from the word Shoah, they wouldn't even borrow a candle from one another. That the people in, uh, in one of these places, they were they were, were Mishnis, they spoke Mishnis, which is the language of Mishon. And we said a couple of lines ago that Mishon is Misa. So just from some gentle language distinctions between the communities, we then knew who was from where. 
you know, for people who are from London, they can tell you, oh, you're from this part of the country, you're from that part of the country. They can tell with minor dialect changes. Here they had a bit of a language difference as well. What about the El Bifras Ad Hecha? What about the river of Pras? Says the Gemara, Rav Amar Ad Arka de Tulbanki, de Tulbakni, Ushmul Amar Ad Gishra de Bay Pras. One says it's, right, they both say different locations. Shmuel says it's for the bridge of Bay Pras. Rav Yochan Amar no Ad Mavras de Gizma until the bridge of Gizma. Lai Tabai Abai cursed to be Itema that it wasn't Tabai who did the cursing, but it was Rav Yosef Adirav fighting against the Shita of Rav who said, Akur de Tulbakni. Why would you? Why is it that you'll be cursing out Rav and not Shmuel? Shmuel was more progressive in his boundaries. So if you're going to say that Rav was too far and you should be cursed, Shmuel all the more so he was even further out. You're right, they both should get cursed. They both should be uh, given whatever punishment Abai was giving them. Why are they cursing them? Very strong. Uh, okay, like just, just push back and say, I disagree. It's a very strong language. That's what uh, that's what the Gemara says. Rashi, two lines from the bottom. Light. Uh, he is light on purpose. You can you can't be overly expansive with the boundaries of bubble. We got to keep this tight because otherwise people are going to think that everything is bubble. Iraq is bubble. Iran is bubble. Everything is bubble. So the Gemara was concerned about that. Originally, the bridge that Shmuel was talking about was actually closer than Rav's location, and then later it was pushed out. Top of Ayin Beis Medalafel Idna, who did Luya Parsoi, and they they built the bridge at another in another location. But when Shmuel said what he said, he was actually in a closer location. It was a tighter. Um, a tighter border around Babel, and that was no longer true. What about in the direction of the pras? How far does it go? What do you think this is? If you want to say Mishum Biram in the city of Biram, there the Miyach said the Pumpadisa Mibiram Nasbe. People from Pumpadisa would marry people from from uh, Biram all the time. That was a from city, so clearly that was part of the borders. Just like we have the parameters of Bavel as it relates to Yuxin, like we've been discussing today, same parameters for Gittin. What's the implications for Gittin? What changes as it relates to Bavel for Gittin? Because we know that Bavel, whatever whatever the Diyun was from the beginning, what? Right, because we needed Talmidi Chachamim there to know what what uh, the halachos were. So if, if we say that the borders of Yuxin are the same as forgetting them in one fell swoop, we know our Yuxin and we know where somebody has to say or not say. No, I disagree. This discussion is only a machlokes by Yuxin. Even further to the second bridge. So that's uh, an important machlokes that we saw back in Masechus getting very early on. It says over here it was on Davvav. So we're going back. I don't know. What is it? Uh, 160 block, 150 block, quite a while back. All right, we'll stop right here. Amir Tzashem will pick up tomorrow night on Daf Ayin Bays. Wednesday, I'm out of town. And I'll stay in touch as things progress. Wishing you all a beautiful day.